time for Bump and Run, the podcast all about golf. Here are your hosts, Bob and Jamie. Welcome to another edition of Bump and Run. This is the uh, pre-memorial edition, post-workday edition, um, the, right in the middle, which is where everyone is in Dublin, Ohio, because they're back-to-back. I am uh, Run. And I am Bump, and we are back-to-back, just like the yes. memorial. That's right. And just like Muirfield. That's right. That's right. Um, interesting, you know, to have two tournaments at the same course, back-to-back weeks. Talk to a few of the... Canadian boys this week, and they're kind of loving it because they don't have to pack up and move again. And um, a few of them have brought their, at least one anyway, I know has brought his family up to uh, in a Airbnb and hanging out so they can spend some time together, which is nice. So it's it's interesting, and um, obviously they're going to try and set the course up a little different. But there's only so much you can do, right? It really is. Um, you know, I don't. You know, there's not unlimited hole locations, right? Um, right. It's. So I, I know, I remember, it was funny to hear some of the commentary on the weekend because when Justin Thomas hit his shot in the playoff that went to the back left, I think it was Faldo that said, oh, that'll be great for next uh, next week's event. That'll be a great shot next week's event because the final <laughs> round pin is usually back there. Um, it's a tall task though, right? Because you have to be careful with... You know how you're setting up the course for so that for the memorial, which is actually the stronger field than the workday, was um, you know the divots. You got to watch divots. You got to watch carry all that. Like in the carry areas, you got to watch it. So um, you really have to. They really had to manage the course. They're going to do. They're going to do a few things. They're going to speed the greens up. They'll be. They were about mm-hmm. eleven and yeah. a half the start of the week last week. They'll be about started about thirteen and a half this week. They are gonna. They haven't cut the rough, so it started at three and a half inches last week. So it'll be pretty healthy by the time they get to Sunday this time around. Mm-hmm. And as you mentioned, there's whole when the greens are a little slower. There's a few extra hole locations that they could have used last week, or they did use last week that they won't be able to use this week. So there will be some notable differences uh, in in the golf course. And they are gonna. They are gonna keep. The, I think it's that 14th hole. They're gonna keep the um, the, the drivable. That's right. At least for yeah. one day. For Jack one did day, say. Anyway. Jack did say that that he doesn't care if it's drivable one day. And in a lot of cases, a lot of cases, they don't care what they do to this golf course because they're going to blow it up (laughs) starting on Monday right after. They're going to redo the golf course, so it'll be uh, interesting. um, Interesting to see how far they decide to take it. Um, So you mentioned uh, Justin Thomas. What did you think last week? Did did he blow it? He blew it. I think he blew it. Yeah, for sure. you know, he did, his misses were where his misses were, though, during the actual round, right? He was missing right. it right. So, you know, again, when when it's, when it's you've got a top five player in the world, you expect them to close that lead. Three-shot lead with three to play, you expect them to close it. Um, you know, I remember reading on Twitter, it was like, well, Tiger Woods, difference is Tiger Woods would have closed that. Well, okay, great. We can't compare everybody to Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods <laughs> is one of the best to ever play the game. So, but he did blow it. I, I think he, I think he did blow it, and I think he admitted that he blew it. He said it was yeah. unacceptable that he, he lost a three shot lead with three to play. Um, yeah. And again, you two know, shot what, lead. Two, two. no, it was a three yeah. shot lead because Morikawa birdied oh, right. um, right. right. seventeen. Right. Um, Never should doubt you. Uh, so it's you know again, and then he had his chances. To, well, when he makes that fifty foot bomb in the playoff. You know, I didn't really expect Morikawa to follow that 
with a 25 footer so <laughs> you know even though he did blow it he he made the bomb on it on uh on the first playoff hole but uh you know morikawa matched him this time and he's a good young player like look what he's done in his short career so far two wins and 25 starts one missed cut yeah that's um, pretty remarkable it's, it's not Tiger-like, but it's you know it's kind of Tiger-like. They have the same; I, their scoring average is pretty much the same in their first um, twenty-five star, uh, twenty-five events. Um, if he ever uh, if he ever learns how to putt, Morikawa, yeah, he could. Yeah, really he would have had another win. That would have been his third win. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, but he did blow it. I think, Justin. Yeah, I think so too. Um, all right, let's let's look ahead to uh, to this week. And uh, well, actually, before we do that, mm-hmm. uh, we talked on the last podcast about three Canadians in the top 100, and now there are four, four, yep. four Canadians in the top 100 in the official World Golf Ranking, which is pretty remarkable uh, when you think about it. It's a, uh, it's I don't know, it's hard to, uh, um, it's 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 great news it's wonderful and I think there could be even more that could go up even higher right um, and I've, I've talked to all four of them in the last few days as well as a few other people to try and figure out you know is there one thing that's led to this uh, what do you think is do you think there's something that's that's allowed these guys to play so well and it's all together I think you know and we've talked about this in the in the past I think the Golf Canada developmental program which these four guys were went through, um, has prepared is starting to prepare these players for better professional lives. You know, um, we always we always talk about you know you want more people at the top. We got to build the base, and so it's like a pyramid. So the base is wider now. So more players are gonna come up. We got seven on tour right now. Um, unfortunately, Graham it'd be eight if Graham wasn't injured. But um, you got seven on tour right now. You got Taylor Pendrith. Down below has had two great starts on the Corn Ferry Tour. You got Adam Svensson, um, you got Ben Silverman, and then you got more youngsters in the amateur ranks that are going to be coming through that are playing well. Um, and then you got the young guys on the McKenzie Tour. So, and then on the LPJ side, you know, you got Brooke obviously is the pinnacle, and Elena is like the veteran. But there are a bunch of girls coming up that we expect to be on the LPJ Tour. So. I think that that really does have a lot to do with it, um, the success, because, you know, obviously these guys are talented or they wouldn't be ranked in the top 100 in the world. It's, um, when I talked to the, to the players, I said, what's, you know, what's the, leading to this? And they gave me a combination of things. Every single guy said the same thing. They said, one, it was the Golf Canada Development Program. Two, it was Mike Weir's win at the Masters, which right. gave them all inspiration. And the third thing they said was just that they're they all push each other and they all mm-hmm. like to. Um, nobody wants to be last place. Mackenzie Hughes said he was playing last week and he looks out after a few holes and he sees Nick Taylor's at four under and then a few holes later he sees oh Adam Hadwin's at five under. He says I better get my button here. I don't want to be last in this right. group. And and um, you know Doug Roxborough who was running the Canadian national team program for a little while really kind of emphasized for these guys to get together as a team, to support each other, to be friends, to play practice rounds. And that is part of it too, I think. You know, Nick and Adam, when they were on the web tour, they roomed together. Um, These guys all play practice rounds together. Nick Taylor was telling me that, uh, I guess last week, they were sitting in the uh, in the player room, and they had four guys sitting around a table, all Canadians, and guys were going by saying, hey, well, there's the Canadian table, and, you know, making hockey jokes and things Mm -hmm. like that. 
So I think there's there's part of that is a big big element to it as well. But I, you even look at how you know it, it probably wasn't like this much in golf in the past. But if you look at it now, so the Canadians they have each other and they all push each other. But you look at you know just the Justin Thomases and the Ricky Fowlers and the Jordan Spieths and all those guys. They all like Ricky Fowler was following Justin Thomas at his round. I think that I think it's there's more a camaraderie now, and you could dispute that with me if you don't believe so that. You know, these guys want to support each other, but they also want to beat each other. And that right. helps you. That helps you play better. Um, sure. So, I, you know, and now now look at what we had. Like, when we went to majors in the past, we were generally dealing with Mike and Steven. That was, that was the – those were the two Canadians that were going to be in most majors. Um, the U.S. Open, you'd always have some guys that qualified. But now we're gonna, we, we have the potential to have four-plus at yeah, regular right. majors, right? So, right. you know, we had four at the Masters, and we've had, you know, we'll have four at the PGA. I, I would, all those guys are within qualifying as of right now for the PGA. Um, so those are the, those, that's the, that's the plus of this is as, as they get better, they get to play more majors, more big events, and hopefully more wins. Right, right. It's um, it's good like that. It's funny how uh, I talked to Ralph Bauer, who coaches Adam Hadwin. He was saying, he said, you know, the guys work really hard. He says, and by and large, he says they're pretty boring guys. He said, all they kind of do is go out and kind of work on their game, and then they go home, and they're all, you know, relatively at the same stage of life as well. Just sort of right. all married within the last little while, and so I'm having kids now and things like that. So it was pretty funny. That was a good line, though. They're all pretty boring. <laughs> Um, all right, let's uh, let's move on to this week to uh, the Memorial Jacks tournament played on the same course as we mentioned, and um, look at some picks for your uh, for your pool picks. I don't know what you um, what you have in mind or what you're looking at. I can share with you. I I just entered my DraftKings team before Ooh, we uh, right. we got online here, so I can uh, try and pull that up and see what um, if I can remember who we did. Well, I think <laughs> um, there are a couple guys. There's going to be one obvious, and one that might not be as obvious for me, that are guys that generally play well here at Muirfield. So the obvious one is Tiger. Um, I don't care that he hasn't played in five months. Um, when he goes to a course that he likes after a layoff, um, he always has a chance to win. It doesn't even matter. Um, his body should be as ready as it has been in a while, which he actually admitted that it was um, in his press conference on Tuesday. So, obviously, Tiger, five wins, all the records, um, the ridiculous amount of birdies, 117 under par, never missed a cut. I think he, I think he almost has to be on everybody's roster. And He's then, almost like the free square in the bingo card. Exactly. And then there's another, another guy who hasn't necessarily played all that great or has not been in the, his usual spot, but a guy like Matt Kuchar, who has won here before, has about four or five top ten, top five results. He he also I don't believe I don't believe he's missed a cut at this tournament as well. So another guy who's probably down the list a bit in your right. pools or in DraftKings or wherever you play, or if you're or if you're just doing a straight bet, he'll be a guy that would be. Not one of the favorites, but generally plays well here. So those are two guys that I would have on my team. Matt Kuchar is uh, presently eight thousand dollars on the uh, DraftKings and some of the pool team pick DraftKings team picks. Whereas the top guy is Bryson DeChambeau at eleven thousand one hundred. Right. 
Um, I took DeChambeau and I took McElroy. I might change McElroy. I read something in uh, in one of the um, newsletters that talked about his his stats um, since the recovery, and yeah. he has not been perfect in some of the categories where there is a good history of uh, of guys who play play well at uh, at this tournament. So. Um, or the guys who won this tournament, who how they won it using this category. So I might change him, but I got Shambo because I think you almost have to have him some ways as well. Um, and then, of course, because I took Rory and Bryson, I had to kind of drop down a little bit. So right. I took Adam Hadwin. I thought he's been playing well. And I took Mackenzie Hughes because I think he's got a hot one in him as well, as we've seen over the last little while. And then to fill up my roster, I took a guy who worked for me last week in Henrik Norlander. Uh, he was only $6,300. He made the cut. He gave me a lot of points last week, so that was good. And then the sleeper I had for $7,000 was Sepp Straka. Sepp Straka, yeah, the big he, Austrian. He ended, up having a, he ended up having a really good finish yeah. uh, last week. I was actually surprised he was that low down, so I'm kind of hoping that uh, that he might uh, shine for me a little bit. I remember he played, I think he played the last round on uh, Sunday at the RBC Canadian Open last year with Rory. Right. Might have been the Saturday. or my, Anyway, one day he played along with Rory. And, uh, <laughs> and the crowd was yelling. He was a little bit under under the radar, so the crowd was yelling out. This one guy said, come on, Rory. And then the other he said afterwards, hey, come on, other guy. <laughs> so <laughs> didn't quite know who Seth Straka was. It was pretty funny. But, there's, a, uh, there's a couple guys that you know that are probably down the list a bit that are really, really good players, but haven't played really, really well. And a guy like Matt Wallace or uh, Hao Chang Lee, who have showed that they've been able to win in Europe, but maybe have not transferred that over to North America quite yet. Who, uh, you know, guys that have had top thirty, that have been top thirty in the world of golf rankings. Yeah. Um, that maybe you know every once in a while the talent's going to show. I can't. I just can't get my head around how Tong Lee, after watching him yeah. at the Presidents Cup last year, how he just kind of like, I don't know. He didn't. He didn't get it. Oh, he only played one round, right? He only played. Yeah. One, so and, and so like such a good player. Um, I was. I thought he was one of the wild cards for the international team last year. And yeah. He ended up being nowheresville. Remember Ernie? Uh, Ernie put down a rule about what they were supposed. They weren't supposed to hit driver on that first hole. That's right. He did. The first thing he did was he hit driver. <laughs> driver. <laughs> he came up, what the hell are you doing? I don't know. Anyway. All right. Well, uh, there's some good picks for you. And um, we should point out that the European, tour, the European Tour got going last week. Uh, Mark Warren was the winner. And they're playing again this week. Mark Warren, about, who carried his own bag, a tour bag, because his caddy could, didn't get cleared for COVID <laughs> testing quick enough. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, that's, that's, you know, I don't even carry my own bag. Well, there was another because guy I drive on a cart, list. but like that's correct. Like to do to play in competition to carry your own bag, that's a, we, I think you just don't see it. That's why we think it's impressive because it never happens. I was trying to get uh, I was trying to um, uh, get some highlights of that for our Golf Talk Canada video podcast, and there, I couldn't find anything of, of him, Mark Warren carrying with his bag. Right. But there was a couple. Of, there was at least one guy using a pull cart. I saw that. So yeah. I was thinking afterwards. I wonder why he didn't use the pull cart. Maybe he didn't want to uh, have to go around the bunkers well, or around it, the greens. And an interest, interesting on the Corn Ferry Tour, as well as Taylor Pendrith, who had a second straight top five, and Adam Spenson, who was in the top ten. Uh, David Lipsky 
won the event and has status in the U.S. He's an American who's played predominantly on the European tour or or the world tours. He's got his first status in America in his career. Wow. That's Since he turned, I think he turned pro in like 2011. Wow. Has never had status in U.S. That's a good tour. That's a good, good point. Nice, nicely done. Nicely done. Way to dig that one out of the out of the record books. I did some research this week. That's a very important thing about this. We're trying to provide some entertainment, but also some entertainment that actually has some qualified information. That's right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, I think that's it for this week. Yep. We've given you enough frivolity here, so uh, we will um, wrap it up. I am Run. And I'm Bump, and we'll talk to you again next week.